Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Evening, everybody. It is another one of our Blue Room Extra previews here on the Blue Room. Big news today, of course, that Dominic Carver-Lewin's three-game ban has been reversed, which is excellent news. We also spoke about Amadou Anana being linked with a move away from the club and Hannibal Ridgebury from Manchester United being linked with a potential loan move, plus all the latest on the potential takeover from Triple Seven. Uh, if you'd like to listen to this podcast in full, it's available on our Blue Room Extra service. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. There's also a link directly to the show in the description of this podcast, it's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra. This is the segment on Amadou Anana and his future. Hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully we see you over on the Blue Room Extra too. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he will go this January. I think for the reasons you've given, that we won't be able to get a replacement in in time and the fact that those suitors who seem to be or the rumour to be interested in them, Barcelona was the original link, wasn't it, and Arsenal. I think there's financial... Uh, issues there themselves with, with both of them clubs to, to whereby they probably wouldn't be able to make that move in this window. He, he has shown flashes of, of things where I think people can look at it and go, that's where, that's what you you, you pay all the money for, or that's what Everton will look to recoup as much as they can for, because he, he has shown flashes of brilliance. I think at the same time, that though, he, he is one of them players who has us pulling our hair out. The Wolves game, for instance, he was. I mean, I know they were all poor that day, but I think I made the point of what I made the point on this show a lot of time. When you when you're in, when you're the team who's struggling or when you need something, he's the type of player who you want to see take the game and and dominate it. He's got all the attributes to do that. But then, like Luke's just quite perfectly summed up. He's a 22 year old lad. I mean, really, I know he's a big physical presence, but. At 22, no one should be dominating games. I mean, it's only the likes of Vieira and people like that who've done it in the past. No one else has really been able to do that at that age. So, I think there's a there's a there's a patience game. I think for his career, I agree that he probably could do with another season at Everton and then move on from there. I think that'll probably do him well. However, from I've changed my my whole view on transfers and everything now. Whereas in the past, and I think when we were tending to look up and you know look up the table and trying to keep hold of the likes of Lukaku and, and players like that we've had in the past, 
I just look at how all, how all these clubs in the Premier League even have been so successful in selling them players and then recouping the money and, and, and reinvesting it really well. Now, we haven't historically in the, in the recent memory reinvested or spent well. However, what I would say is I think in the, in the short term, we, we have done okay. You know, I think of the likes of Mikhalenko, I think of the likes of Anana himself, I think of the likes of, you know, Dwight McNeil, their players who've come in and been relatively successful signing, still a lot to prove and still a lot to, a long way to go before you go, yeah, that's that's a good sign that Everton have made. But I think we've got to look at it now. And I, I, I always keep referring to Brighton on here, but the way Brighton go about things where they, they sell these players for top money, and they seem to have four or five lined up that they replace them with, and they, they don't seem to to lose or lose a step or you know or, or get any weaker for it. You know, they, they sold who was the Casado they sold to Chelsea, wasn't yeah. it in the summer? One hundred and fifteen million, wasn't it? Yeah, being replaced, and and they've probably made or, or probably still got a lot of money from the fact that they sold you know him to Chelsea. So I'd like to see us go a little bit more di- in that direction with the likes of Anana. I'd love to keep him, don't get me wrong. I think I think Palace, the Palace game, he showed exactly what the type of player he could be. I thought he was outstanding in that game. I thought he really dominated that midfield and showed what a presence he can be. However, if a club this January comes in with stupid money, you've you've got to get rid of him. You've got to be... And not because I want to, there's the cat there. Not because I want to, but just because it's business sense for Everton. Um it's not as simplistic. I mean, I know there's going to be rumours, particularly in the summer as well, with Branthwaite, and they've already started to happen now. They're probably two of our best assets at the minute. Young, um, Branthwaite, you know, left-footed, centre-half, Anana, as we've mentioned there, a bit of a leader, captain already at the national team, got the whole, you know, football and world in front of him. Between them two, you know, we could sit here and argue over what we think they're worth and what we'd like to get. You know, we could talk north of 100 million, whatever. Let's just use 100 million as a, as a as a fee. I think it's too simplistic to say, oh, we'll sell them two for 100 million and then we'll spend 60 million bringing in another four players to replace them. That's in an ideal world, that's perfect to do. But I think someone I read somewhere that we've got a sell on clause with Anana. There'll probably be some sort of thing with Carlisle as well for Brantweight. We've probably got you know stadium costs and that thing to pay. I know we're going to talk about seven 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 later. They'll probably want to recoup some of their loans, so we probably wouldn't see all of the money. However, the money we do get, I'd like to see Everton reinvest. So unless we're going to get stupid money this January, Matt, definitely not sell them now. But I'd like to see. It sounds horrible to say because you'd never want to lose your best players, but if they're destined to leave us, these these players who are, who are real assets, I'd like to see us really use the money wisely and bring in maybe two or three players to replace them who could really benefit the team. And I think that's what Everton will try to do going forward. Yeah, it seems like that should be the strategy. Um, Mick, how good do you think Anana can be? And just sort of look at him and think if he is going to be reach his full potential, the, this Everton team and the way we play necessarily are, are a good vehicle for him to do that. Like, it just feels like he doesn't really suit the way that we play in the sense of he, he always wants to get the ball off the centre backs. He always wants to like sort of feel contact from a you know midfielder and turn them and, and do all those sorts of things that I can't imagine Sean Dice necessarily likes very much. No, and I, th- I think I, I mean he he's a midfielder and he plays in a team that you know invariably doesn't play through the midfield. So obviously I think in terms of that side of his game is never going to be, you know, a, a prominent feature really in terms of being, 
you know, a, a big plus for us because it's just not something, and understandably, you know, in terms of you know the characteristics of of how Sean Dyche likes to play football, it's just not in his nature. And I think probably they are not the not the perfect fit. Um, but but to, to me, it doesn't really, um, and I think we've seen it this season, hasn't really prevented his progress. I think he's been fantastic this year, to be honest. I think other than the the odd occasion where, you know, like, like Luke and Warren have pointed out, you know, you can always bring up his age as, as an excuse, I suppose. But but also the fact that, um, and what's probably forgotten actually because of his age is, is the amount of football he's actually played prior to Everton. I think it was like 25 league starts and competitive football before he signed for Everton for, for like 30 million quid, which is obviously a lot of money for, for I mean, despite his talent, for, for, for quite a, a largely inexperienced footballer. So I think that is sometimes overlooked as well. But, but really, I think in terms of... I, I think I could understand maybe your... Look, talking to Matt anyway, I suppose reservations and other people's reservations this time last year, because I think I was probably in the same category as we can all see. And I think it's probably... A, a fair conclusion amongst everyone that everyone could see his attributes. Everyone could see that, that you know he'd have certain games, you know, every 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 now and then where he'd absolutely dominate a game of football. And you know, I think in particular, ironically, I think we lost against Southampton in, in Lampard's last home game. I thought he was brilliant that day, and I think the Wolves game before that as well. I thought he was amazing, and um, you know, there was always, I suppose, you know, little hints at, at what the future is for him. And I think he's been a lot more consistent to the point that. Maybe you just don't notice it as much anymore. Obviously, I'm not. I don't want to go over the top in terms of how good he's been because he's hardly been outstanding. He's definitely not been Everton's best player this season. But I do think maybe it goes under the radar a little bit in terms of how important he is. And I'd personally be. Um, I don't think worried is probably the word, but I think I'd be maybe a lot more skeptical about our, you know, chances for the rest of the season if he wasn't in the team or if we had to sell him. Um, you know, I'm of the personal opinion that he'd probably start for the vast majority of teams in the league now, other than than City and Arsenal. Right, right now, honest. you'd say, yeah, 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 pretty much. City and Arsenal, probably the only two. I'd say. I think he, I don't think he gets in Villa's midfield. Kamara and Douglas Luiz. Yeah, that, yeah, Villa, yeah, Villa, and maybe Chelsea, considering the amount of money that they've actually spent on midfield already. But I, I do think he is. You know, I, I know certain people don't particularly see it, and I think you made a very good point. Yes, they think it was, and that there are certain players who just don't really embody Everton, and therefore fans will never, maybe, um, I suppose, connect to them in the same way as you know, workhorses will, or you know, people who, who, who maybe are more technical than 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 hard work, and if that makes sense, and I, and I think you do see that, and sometimes, and his style of play seems, you know, appears to be quite lax. If that makes sense, that there are games where. You know, you you know, obviously he he is trying, and you know the work rate is there, but just his, I suppose, you know, personality on the pitch, it doesn't really come across as as evident to someone like James Garner, for instance, who who runs around like a headless chicken at times. You know, their styles of play are, are probably very you know polar polarizing, and 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 probably in different ways, you know, connect to Evertonians in in, in more ways when you think of James Garner compared to Amadou Anana. But I'd say quite comfortably, Hamilton Hart is the much better footballer. Um, but I suppose, really, I think the, the main point of it is, you know, in, in, I suppose in two aspects, is this is the transfer that, that Everton should be making, you know, you know coming back to, to last summer and, and now trying to sell him on. Um, you know, high, highly regarded players, you know, it was a big outlay at the time. But 
I'm fairly confident or hopeful anyway that Everton should be at least doubling their money on him in the summer. I, I think it would be scandalous if we sold them out. Like, but, um, but yeah, I think it, from that perspective, I suppose the actual type of recruitment, the actual work into the transfer market, this is what Everton needs to be doing because I do think, you know, with him and, and, and with Jared Bradford, we're talking about, you know, I suppose massive assets for the football club at the moment and, and, and those assets are needed more than ever considering the, the state of the finances. So, um, so yeah, I, I know it's, um, he, he can divide opinion at times, but, but I, I, I personally, I'm, I'm a big fan and I, I do think he'll go on to, to play Champions League football and play for, for some of the best teams, whether it be in this league or, or maybe he might be suited to, 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 to European football on a more consistent basis. But, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think he's just very good. Very good. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.